Hello, you're listening to the Business Butler Podcast, where we serve you tasty business solutions in bite-sized morsels on a silver platter. And now here's your host, Clayton C. Butler. Good evening, everybody, and welcome. The Business Butler Live is live. <laughs> <laughs> we do the show every Thursday night at 6 p.m. Eastern time. I'm Clayton C. Butler. And I'm Christina Butler. And we're your business butler that serves up creative business solutions on a silver platter. On a silver platter. Solutions that help you grow your authority and credibility in your marketplace and get stuck in your mind so deeply that you'll never come out. It's Q&A night, and we had a Q. We did. We had a Q. Now we got an A for it. <laughs> Here's our A. We put out on our Facebook pages, if you guys had any marketing or small business questions, and we received a fantastic question. Yes. Like, I almost clapped when I got the question because I was like, yes, this is exactly the kind of stuff that we need to be talking about because I feel like nobody's talking about it and we're just all kind of struggling, swimming upstream. <laughs> so Carissa, who may join us live, but I will also tag her in the comments to make sure that she specifically gets these answers. Sorry. And you'll know Carissa if you used to watch us on the wee hours. She is crafting with Carissa. She was crafting with Carissa on our morning show that we used to do. Called the wee hours. <laughs> Can I tell a, a random story? Certainly. The other day, Clay met a friend of a friend's, and the guy looked at Clay and was like, you're the guy from that TV show. I mean, he didn't just automatically mm -hmm. say, oh, the wee hours. He just kind of sat there funny, and he said, you know, with crafting with Carissa. <laughs> it was fantastic. Okay, so Carissa's question was, what do you do with a Facebook page that has 20,000 followers, but it has very little activity and interaction. How do you reel back in the fans and get that interaction going? And I cheered because this is a fantastic topic. And I think she also said something like, you know, this may not be marketing or small business, but it is because if anybody says marketing, somebody in the conversation is going to talk about Facebook. So mm -hmm. um, I'm going to talk kind of technical Facebook. And then Clay's going to talk a little bit with some other maybe alternative Facebooky ideas, but you are correct in noticing that your page, no matter how many likes it has, has low engagement. Statistics show that one to 5% of people who have liked and are following your page are actually seeing your content. So, you know, one to 5% of 20,000, that's where you're at. You might be a little bit less than that. The technical advice is to post constantly. Consistency is the key. So if you go Googling this on your own and you try to find an answer, they're going to say consistency is the key. So that's the part I'm going to talk about. And then Clay's going to talk about adding a really special word in there that I think with our powers combined, I think that really is the key. So when we talk about consistency, um, one of the recommendations is to post three times a day on Facebook. And I know that sounds like a lot, but if you're thinking that only one to 5% of your fans are seeing your post, they're not going to see every single post. So if on Monday I post about a sale that we're having, and then I post about that sale again on Thursday, it's possible that someone's only going to see that one time. The other thing, if at all, if at all right. <laughs> if they're not in that one to 5% that day, 
So posting three times a day is what is recommended and posting consistently. So it is difficult. I don't know if you are the only person that's a kind of admin or managing that Facebook account, but it can get very overwhelming. I do want to let you know how Facebook ranks things that are of importance. So a live video is going to get shown by them. Okay, so they're going to like a live video more than they're going to like a pre-recorded video, more than they're going to like a picture, more than they're going to like text, and definitely more than they're going to like a link that takes them off of Facebook. Okay, so what Facebook wants is all of the eyes on the Facebook platform. So mm -hmm. if it's a live, that means you are on the Facebook platform for a long time. If it is a recorded video, that means you might can click through and they're not really going to be talking directly to me and I can just kind of fast forward and be done. If you have a YouTube link, that's going to send people off of the Facebook platform. And they don't care for that. If you have an Amazon link or like an Amazon wish list that you want to post about, people are not going to see that like you think they're going to see because Facebook doesn't want you leaving the platform. We don't want you to leave the party. Another thing is the word choice that you use. So Clay's going to talk about this a little bit too, I think. But the thing with Facebook is it is fantastic because it is free advertisement for everybody. So I can open an ice cream stand and start a Facebook page. And then, you know, 110 people that are my closest friends find out about it immediately, right? That's an ad that I'm not paying for. Mm -hmm. So Facebook, I mean... I don't know how to say this. They have the right to do with your stuff as they want to. Mm -hmm. So if they don't like what you're posting, you know, so Clay's, can you say the sentence that you have the pay for? Yeah, it's, it's pretty much if you're doing it for promotional purposes now, like advertising purpose, marketing purposes, it's pay to play. Pay to play. That's the sentence that I was looking for. So if you're not paying, then we know with Facebook, more likes helps, more comments helps, more sharing helps. But when you straight up ask for those things in your Facebook post, Facebook's like, nope, nope, go away. <laughs> so there was even somebody that I saw that was saying, you know, sprinkle this video around instead of saying, instead of saying share my video. I don't know if you saw the way that I worded asking for questions. I didn't say comment below. I just said drop a question below. So I didn't use that word comment. Um, you know, when you're first starting a Facebook page, I think it's okay that people are liking and you're asking, you know, like this page or like my friend's new page or mm. however that works. <laughs> yeah. But when you use that specific language, it's not going to get shown by Facebook. Mm. Well, so one thing that I wanted to mention, oh, I did say about the outside links, and I do want to say this real quick. I don't think I'm stepping on your toes. Mm -hmm. Carissa, I found a, a content calendar system bundle. I found it through Pinterest. It showed up as I was Pinteresting, Googling some ideas about some social media things that we've been working on, and they talked about the six buckets, and the six buckets are the six types of posts for you to have, so... It's very hard to have a business Facebook page where you're not just promoting your business. That is the hardest thing ever, right? Mm -hmm. Like if I'm selling ice cream, I want you to know what's on my menu. I want you to know when I'm open. I want you to look at the line of customers outside. I want it to be all about my ice cream because I want you to come and buy ice cream from me. And it is so difficult 
to get away from the selling of the ice cream and just be myself mm-hmm. and share why I started in ice cream or here are some homemade ice cream recipes or, you know, different things like that. So this content calendar system bundle, the six buckets that they discuss, they say that all of your posts should fall into one of these buckets, education, connecting, converting, inspiring. <laughs> and then the last one I wrote down is evergreen. And that's only five, but there's supposed to be six buckets. So I've missed a bucket somewhere, but evergreen means that that's a post that can always stay up there. So like if we post about Clay's book, that's not really going to change. You can buy his book on Amazon or you can message us below and we will get you an autographed copy. So that's an evergreen post. It doesn't really change your store hours, things like that, that you're posting about is not going to change. But those other things, educating, connecting, converting and inspiring the converting is a little bit salesy. And I think in regular sales, Clay has always said, Jab, 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 right hook. It's a Gary Vaynerchuk quote. That's what he, that way he calls it. So then that's the kind of technical answer. I hope a little bit of that is helpful. But then Clay's going to share with you what those jabs could be and how that could look and then what you might could do also. And I might speak to some technical stuff too, but first and foremost, Gone are the days, like Christina said, gone are the days of you being able to just post about your business on Facebook and what you're doing and calls to action and reaching a ton of people for free. Facebook is not in the business of giving anybody free advertising. Right. It's cold, hard truth, and everybody gets mad about, oh, they're censoring my posts, they're shutting my posts down, but here's the deal. Facebook is still a business and they're not in the business of giving you free advertising. They might give you a little bit of free exposure, but not a free broadcast platform anymore. Their business is to get people hooked on the platform, staying on the platform so that they can sell you those eyeballs. That's where they make their money. So they're not going to be incentivized for letting you just post calls to action. Secondly, the whole reason that they started throttling back how many posts that people see is that they wanted to create a better user experience and users were tired of promotional posts all the time from people like, well, I'm going to hurt some feelings when I say this, but so many people like with an MLM badgering their friends to buy their stuff, people got tired of that. People got tired of seeing incessant promotions. Facebook reached out. The the public has spoken. The people has spoken. Mm -hmm. And they said that they want less promotional posts. So they throttle that stuff back. So now if you want people to see it, your only recourse is to pay for it. Now, part of your question was how to get more engagement. The first thing is don't try to beat the algorithm. It's a losing game. (laughs) You cannot do it. Facebook is a lot smarter than we are. No matter what you try, you just have to play by their rules. Mm-hmm. Now, there are some things that you can do that will keep you from getting punished, so to speak. And the first thing is don't be overtly promotional. Don't give blatant calls to action. Now, those calls to action can be like something, like she said, like telling people to like or share or comment. 
but you know, other promotional posts can be like, I don't know, DM me or, you know, something like that to where you're telling people to do something, especially if it's moving them off of Facebook. Right. Like they said. So what you want to do is you want to constantly be adding value. And (laughs) really that's just the advice I'd give anybody for anything. Always be adding value. You can't really expect to ask people to do something for you or pay any attention to you if you don't add any value to them. Because people get tired of hearing, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. Hey, have you heard of this great new product? Have you seen this? Have you done this? And buy it from me and visit my store and (laughs) all this stuff. We get bombarded with that stuff. So the better thing to do is, like Gary Vaynerchuk says, is jab, 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 right hook, which sounds very pugilistic and a little violent. But what he means by that is the jabs are value. Something that people want to read, something that people want to see that's not a promotional thing. And if you do that enough times, then when I say, hey, if if you like my stuff, if you like all the content I've been posting, maybe you might like this thing I've got. Mm -hmm. Like, my pizza company, if you keep seeing our little behind-the-scenes recipes, maybe you might like to come out and try the new dish. People don't mind at that point because you've built goodwill. You've given them value. And I'd say that for anything YouTube, Facebook, advertising in general. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm saying you have to give away all your good information, but give away good information. Because people are still are still going to use you. There's a reciprocity there. Like you generate goodwill and people want to give back. I know it sounds corny and cheesy and it's not even being metaphysical. I mean, it's being truth. You sow those seeds of goodwill and then you can reap a harvest later. But if all you do is ask, 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 people get tired of it. I mean, that's like your next door neighbor coming over and wanting to borrow 20 bucks but never paying you back. And then tomorrow he comes or Hey man, uh, my car's broke down. Can I, can I borrow your car and get 20 bucks for gas or something like that? If that happens every single day, you're going to get tired of seeing your neighbor coming around. Same is true for advertising and, and marketing. So give the value first. I think I've belabored that point. I, I wanted to kind of give a specific example though, because sometimes it is difficult to think of value. Mm-hmm. So, Carissa, specifically to you, I believe that we know of the Facebook page that you're talking about and talking maybe about a vendor spotlight mm-hmm. where you could talk maybe more about the person who has done the refinishing. Of- well, let's tell them what the page is. We're guessing that the page that she's talking about right. is an antique company or like an antique store. <laughs> Hi, right. Cotton Antiques. Go like the page, please. There <laughs> <laughs> you go. I'm guessing that's the page. If not, then I'm totally off base on this. But um, they've got about what fifteen thousand right people so on the page. Having a vendor spotlight, maybe mm-hmm. where you're getting to know the people who are selling. I don't know if that crosses lines there. But Clay had talked about because remember you're also trying not to get the person to go off of Facebook. Mm-hmm. So if as a page you've liked, you know, like a Southern Living type page, things like that. I don't want to step on your toes, but I want you to talk about the part about who your demographic is also looking at sharing those. This is not just advice for Facebook. This is advice that'll work for just about anything marketing. I'll make it specific toward Facebook, but this kind of strategy works for Mm -hmm. everything. 
first thing you want to do is look and see who your constituents are, who your followers are, who's on your page, who your target customer is. And they call it building a customer avatar. But what that means is, say the antique store, maybe they're 55 to 65 is your target demographic or 55 and older is your target demographic that are either stay-at-home wives or retired. See, those things that you want to build, what their interests are, what they like to do. Maybe they like crafting. Maybe they like painting. Maybe they like antiquing. Maybe they like travel, Mm -hmm. RVing, things like that. So give content that's not just about what your Mm -hmm. store is. So if it's an antique store that you're dealing with, don't just talk about the new antiques that have new antiques the new about antiques. the new stuff that you've got in to sell or a special or pimping your wares as we say what you want to do is you want to give valuable entertaining engaging content that those people are interested in so let's say the majority of your people are retired most retired people if they're of any affluence, like to travel, like to go RVing, like to like boating, things like that. And I know we're in the South, so that kind of changes things a little bit, but lake living, things like that, that a lot of people like. So post things as a page like Southern Living Mm -hmm. and then reshare their content on your page. And you're like, well, I want to share somebody else's content. Well, it's like you're curating the content. So let's say you've liked the Callaway Gardens page and they have their 4th of July thing happening and the Pine Mountain RV Resort. You've liked their page also. So you could post about a whole weekend traveling thing Mm -hmm. that people could do while they're coming to see your store. So because you know what they're interested in, you've scoured the internet and brought back these great articles and ideas, right? Like you've curated that content for them and they're like, oh, they really understand me because I needed something to do for the 4th of July and I needed somewhere to go with my RV and I needed to go to a place like Callaway Gardens. So that's kind of a fantastic idea, I think. Um, I was trying to think of the word curate and curate. thank you for that. So, so you're going to curate it. it. Clay's used some other examples like that before, I believe, where you you feel like you might just be posting other people's stuff, but you can set your status above that article that's shared. So it's not just I'm sharing what Callaway Gardens posted or what Southern Living tells what, posted. Tell what that like, means to your audience. You know, how have y'all used Magnolias recently because they're all the rage right now or, you know, something like that so that they're engaging with you and they're seeing mm-hmm. that content also. And oftentimes I've found for my stuff, and this is especially true for LinkedIn, but the stuff that I've reposted of other people's stuff Mm -hmm. has been the best received content because they're not looking at that as me promoting myself. They're looking at that as, oh, I find this interesting. I think you might find it interesting too. So that's the kind of mentality you want to go about instead of being overtly promotional all the time. Carvelis Pizza Company here in town does a really good job with that. I'm not sure they're still posting. I haven't looked in a while, but they were posting fun stuff. They talked about the new locations they were building. They were secret pizzas. Yeah. (laughs) And he would make these recipes. And at the end, he'd be like, Hey, you try it. Let me know how you like it. Mm -hmm. 
that kind of thing. And they kind of even did a little reality show behind the scenes showing, you know, a day in the life of the pizza company. And they kind of hammed it up like a drama reality show. That kind of stuff is fun. They showed the process of them scouting for a new location and, and doing that kind of stuff. Things that people are interested in seeing. And then, you know, when it comes time, hey, we got this new recipe, come out and try it. People don't see that as a sales pitch. They see it as, oh, well, here's my friend that I've been right. watching for a while and entertained by sharing something that I might like because he's already shared stuff I might like right. without asking anything from me. So that's the kind of thing that, that I would say. And I didn't mean to interrupt you or well, I do want to say your thought. I know Carissa's doing lives. And I know that you're announcing those lives, and I think that's great. I think it's just keep on doing it, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And Clay, when I read him your question, he talked about, you know, posting questions. So if there's a way that you could do two setups with, you know, magnolias or sunflowers on a certain uh, vase or that something, type thing. yeah. So if we're voting, you know, you can do those polls. Mm -hmm. You can do what do you suggest we should put here or you know, if this has been refinished, what color, you know, should we do it in different things like that? And people are just are going to do stuff like that. I, can I recommend a Facebook page? Mm -hmm. Melissa Howington. She is an artist out of Hogansville. Mm -hmm. I want to say maybe MJH painting. She is doing a great job right now with the questions that have nothing to do with art or painting. She's actually made a template. You just see it every day. Maybe it's every day. Maybe it's every other day or so. But it's got a question in it. Just one of those random questions. Like, do you put on your right shoe first or your left shoe first? You know, stuff mm -hmm. like that. Just like fun little doesn't yeah. really matter to anything. Right. Like not, you know. Like beach or mountains or yeah. a favorite restaurant that you've tried recently. And then, you know, sometimes that sparks people. There was a question that I answered and I thought, man, why is why am I even going on this page telling her what my opinion is? But it felt like she wanted to know my opinion and then she liked it and she responded with like a ha ha. And I was like, ah, oh, she thinks I'm funny, you know, and it's engagement mm -hmm. and it makes us want to get to know her. So then that helps when she does her live painting things on Tuesdays and Thursdays, like you're friends with her because we already talked about what we put on our ice cream and whether we like the beach or the mountains. Right. Yes. The more engagement that you're getting on your posts, the more engagement you're going to get that's the way right that's the way the machine is set up the, the way the algorithm is programmed the the more engagement that you get on a post the more that people engage with you mm -hmm. the more they're going to see of your stuff mm -hmm. and, and i know that's probably part of your overall question is how do i get those people to engage with me to start with right. if nobody's interested in what you're putting out they're going to stop showing it to people. Mm -hmm. So they're going to say, well, nobody's engaging with this. Must not be worth showing to people. Right. You don't want that to happen. And I don't think Facebook's as bad about that, even though nobody really knows. Yeah. YouTube's that way for sure. But, but the more that you engage and interact. So when somebody comments, comment back. Yeah. Try to get those conversations going because the more... Facebook sees that you're adding value to people and they are engaging with that because of the value. More people are going to be able to right. see it, but still, I mean, you're sticking at one to 5% maybe. Mm -hmm. So if you could just get on the 5% side, it would be awesome. 
I do want to say one more thing real quick about boosting a post. Okay, so so boosting a post, and then I I want you to talk about your alternatives. Facebook. What did I say? Well, you're right. Oh. Oh yeah. Because you don't own these fans that we're trying so hard to reach. Yes, that's right. I talked about this in a live the other week that you need to own your customers you need to own your leads you need to own your media on facebook you don't own anything meaning those customers are not yours you're just kind of borrowing it you're at the mercy of what they let you do with those people now when you build an audience you can have custom audiences in your account meaning the people that have seen your stuff and that gets into some really back-end technical stuff, which is a conversation for another time, I think. But if you want to know more about that, you know, get in touch with us, and we'll, we'll talk more about that. Make sure that I explain this in, in kind of easy-to-understand terms. You own that audience to a degree. They're letting you use it. But you don't know who those people are. What you need to do is build your list, your own personal list of leads and customers and people who are interested in what you do and then market to that outside of Facebook. It's that thought of if Facebook were to shut down, Mm -hmm. how would you get in touch with all those people who have said they're interested in your stuff? What you want to do is you want to build your own list. You can use Facebook to do that, but you got to pay for it. So what you want to do is you want to run ads that offer something for the person in return for their email address. Mm -hmm. Now you can do that straight from Facebook with Facebook lead campaigns to where you offer them something. Maybe they can watch a video. Maybe they can download something. Maybe it's a coupon or a voucher, even doing a chat bot where it's like comment. I want it. And then it automatically, when it sees somebody say, I want it. Oh, like comment sold. Yeah, it's very similar to comment sold. You can do that on Facebook, too, with a mm-hmm. chat bot. And it'll send that information to you that that person has redeemed that. You can start a conversation and get their email address that way. Say I'm a chiropractor, okay? Well, I guess we could even stick with the antique store thing. $20 off your next purchase. Or free gift with your next purchase. And then That's you show what idea. the gift is. But... They have to give you their email address to redeem it. So it's like you have a page set up to where when they enter their email address, then your email sends them the thing, Mm -hmm. the coupon, the voucher. You can make it in a graphic or whatever. But now you got that person's email address. So you can now own a list. You can be building a list and you can leverage that list back onto Facebook. So one of the things that you can do, if you're building a list outside of Facebook, if people are coming into your store, get their email address. Then you can remarket back to that list on Facebook because most people use the same email address for correspondence that they do on Facebook. Same thing with phone numbers. If you get their email address and their cell phone number, you can leverage that on Facebook to market to those people and build an audience off those people. It's called custom audiences, which gets pretty complex, but those are ways that you can do it. And I think first and foremost, don't rely on your Facebook. Don't rely on it. Sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
Could she put like a clipboard at the cash register and just ask people as they're mm-hmm. purchasing to sign up to to just write their email address down, make sure that people are writing legibly, but write their email down. And so then what you're looking for is to being able to send an email newsletter that doesn't have to be super labor intensive. You know, it doesn't have to be pages and pages, but just a reminder in their email inbox. But the same advice I give for posting, I give for the email newsletter. Don't just make it sale, 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 sale. Make it content, content, content sale. Right. So you're still sending value. Mm, Value, not content. Yeah. Where one to 5% of people are seeing you on Facebook. You know, a lot of people, when you used to talk about email newsletters, people would say, oh, people don't check their email anymore. But you have a better chance because that email was definitely for sure delivered to that inbox. It's up to that person whether they open it or not, which is totally different than only 1% are even seeing your post because Facebook wouldn't even let it get to their post or their screen, if that makes sense. Mm. So I think we agree with consistency is key. Because that's what the Facebook algorithm wants. They don't want blatant selling all the time. So what I wanted to add in with what Clay says is that consistent value is key. My favorite thing in regards to consistency on a Facebook page is looking at your insights. There's a page that you can go to and it will have all of your posts, like little thumbnails down the left side. And then it will show you how many people saw it. And then how many people clicked it, you know, liked it, or how many people clicked the link, or how many people commented. It's just a real quick little graphic that you can look and see. Some of them, you know, they get pretty long little lines, and you're like, okay, 110 people saw that. But then these things, they only had little amounts of people. And I always look at the time they were posted. There's another place in Insights. It used to be easier to get to than it is now, but I used to live and die by that. I did our church's social media And 7.30, people were up getting ready for work over their cereal for breakfast. They were scrolling on their phones. They saw everything at 7.30. 6 o'clock on Sunday was another big time. That was after everyone had woken up from their Sunday nap. They were getting ready to scrounge around for some leftovers for dinner and get ready for Monday. And they were on Facebook. So to me, instead of just always focusing on, I have to post three times a day, Look at those insights and see when people are seeing things. So if people are not seeing anything at noon, your audience may be at work and they're not doing, you know, screen time at noon. But at seven o'clock when we're watching Jeopardy or, you know, vegging out, that might be when they're online. And that's when you need to post your post. Mm -hmm. Facebook just released something, too. And and I just saw it in action today for the first time was the distribution score, Mm -hmm. which is interesting. Because it shows you, I can't remember off the top of my head, but it shows you the ranking of what's most important from impressions, shares, likes, comments. It ranks those in a particular weight. How much of those things get interacted is how much you get distributed and how much Mm -hmm. you get more impressions. And then it gives you like a big negative red down (laughs) arrow on certain posts. And then on others, it'll give you a positive green Mm -hmm. up arrow. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of a way if you want to look on the back end and see what's working and what's not the ones that aren't doing well, take a look at those and see if you see a pattern 
Mm-hmm. What I noticed in mine instantly right off was everything that had a call to action mm-hmm. didn't get distributed as much. Because I've been running his social media and it's really hard to schedule posts that are valuable mm-hmm. because I'm not it's him. Tough. All the value comes from him. So if I'm running your social media, I need to get in your head and think of all the tips and tricks that you would share with people. But I'm much better at saying, here's a live and here's a book and here's a newsletter and call us for a jingle. That's the easy stuff to post because that's why you start a Facebook page. But we have to change our mindset there. Mm, Very true. I do want to speak on Instagram real quick because they've recently changed their um, algorithm. And they've also done another thing I thought was interesting. So if you are on Instagram, they now say that the most important indicator is if a post is saved you know, that little bookmark to the right. And then next important is if it is shared. And then next is if it has comments. And then below that is the number of likes. Did you know Instagram now gives you the option to turn off your number of likes? Hmm. So we're not in competition with people anymore. We're getting rid of that. I heard that was coming. Yeah, it came. It came. And I follow a girl who does like businessy type marketing stuff with Instagram. And she talked about taking that off of hers and how many more people started seeing her stuff. It was fascinating. Really? Yes. That's pretty interesting. And the mental load that it reduced on her mm. as she was going through and looking because she wasn't aware of her likes. So she's not thinking I've got 250 likes. And then as she's scrolling on her own Instagram, oh, they got 300. Oh, they got 1,000. Oh, they oh, got yeah. this. So the mental load was fantastic. First of all, she had like taken maybe like three days off, you know, like a little screen break. She uh, posted something. No one saw it. She posted almost identical thing like two days later. She took the likes off of her Instagram and almost her whole audience saw it. It was incredible. I'm going to have to play with that. Yeah. So she played with it and was giving us the the update. So that's the news on Instagram, which I love so much more than Facebook. But So help me understand a little bit on this. What was happening, do you think? Or when she took the likes off, like why was... The likes per post. Right. Was like she getting more comments and engagement or were more just more people seeing it? More people saw her post when she took the likes off of Hmm. her profile. I'm going to have to try that. I think it would be a neat experiment to do. Because then that metric goes away. Yeah. Because I think one of the things too, the more engagement you get in the likes and stuff, that adds a factor of somebody sees that you've only got so many likes. Like if you've only got 10 on this post and 200 on this post, like, me, I'm going to look at that and see, well, this post wasn't valuable. Well, it, it might be. It's just people might not have seen it. Seen it or whatever. See, I don't even look at the number of likes on the post. So I do quick. because I'm I'm a self-conscious person and I, I tie my value to, <laughs> to oh, the, but you're comparing the feedback to I get. Yeah. yeah. I have like 30 people that are following me on Instagram. So if I get a good six that like it, then <laughs> we're up in the high numbers. I mean, a double digits, 10 likes for me is really something, but... I'm not on Instagram. For me, I'm on Instagram to intake information. Mm. So now with them sharing that a save and a share are the most important, more than a comment and a like, 
And I think that just reminds us that I'm going to save it if it's got value, if it's something I'm going to want to come back to, or if it's something I want to send to somebody else, right? That's my love language right now is sending Clay Instagram <laughs> posts, whether they are jokes or dog videos or what have you. That's my love language there. But I enjoy Instagram a lot. So, and Facebook, since we're on Facebook right now. So anyway, if you feel like that answered your question, <laughs> Carissa or anybody else for that matter, <laughs> let us know. Yes. And if you have more questions, let us know. We will be glad to go in depth with any of those things. I do want to say that if that's the right page that we were thinking about, you are doing a great job. And I don't know if it matters, but I'm proud of you. I know it's tough to to be a Facebook manager of a place that you might not be in that building every single day. So maybe that's where those other posts of value where you're not just having to post a picture of items for sale. Maybe that will help mm -hmm. you be able to manage that and live in LaGrange. Does that make sense? I think yeah. that makes sense. More value you add. Yeah. Always, always, always. doesn't matter what you're doing. I don't care if it's a newsletter. I don't care if it's an email. I don't care if it's a TV show. You know, there's a reason that you got yeah. more, more value content than pitch. Good social media conversation. It was. And I even learned some things that Consistent I didn't about. know. Yeah, there you go. And I'm not just saying that, like the whole <laughs> like thing, the not having the likes Instagram. on Instagram. Yeah. I'm definitely going to have to try that. I guess you can turn it back on, right? Yeah, you can turn it back on. Try that out there in Facebook watching us land and <laughs> that's a good land to be in. <laughs> let us know if it works for you. Yeah. And also say, Hey, in the comments, cause I see some people watching. Hey. So, Hey everybody. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate you watching. Join us here next Thursday that's at right. six o'clock. We hope everybody has a fantastic July 4th weekend. Mm -hmm. Be safe. And keep your animals inside. And if anybody's got some good barbecue they're going to do on the 4th and they want a couple <laughs> of extra guests, give us a call. I saw a post that said, having a cookout at my house Saturday, bring the grill and bring the meat. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of how I feel. Bring the grill, bring the meat. I'll have the paper towels. That's it. Not even the paper plates, just the towels. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. No, that's good. I think we got some good stuff out of that one. That was a good question. Thank you, Carissa. If you want to get in touch with us, go to butlerhelpme.com, 1-833-3-BUTLER, and we'll be glad to help you with anything that you've heard on this stuff. If you want to build your authority and your credibility in the marketplace, that's what we specialize in. We specialize in getting you so stuck in your customers' minds that you'll never come out. And if you don't believe me, ask us how. <laughs> So call us one eight three 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 Butler butlerhelmy dot com. We will see you next week. Y'all have a great one. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Business Butler podcast. To learn more about Clayton, visit ClaytonCButler.com. Need help growing your business? Then reach out to the Butler Productions team at one eight three 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 Butler or go to butlerhelpme.com. The Butler Productions Podcast is property of Butler Productions, LLC. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.